0: Yeah! You, I still feel like you should probably want to change that answer. Nope. That can't be
1: Sticking choice. with
0: it. You want Patrick Beverly to hit you in the face?
1: He better hope we don't cross paths. <laughs>
0: <pads. laughs> Look, Patrick Beverly makes me uncomfortable. We talked about this. You on said the, that. On I know. How like, funny is that? He, he's just... He's hes on the edge, right? And you, no. You need... I don't care what sport it is. No,
1: that's you not need the guy. A
0: guy that's nuts.
1: That's not the guy. When you say... You know, you're scared of. You got to think of players that actually did something right. Like mm. players in a game that actually I'm going to use he this as an example. Evan
0: Booker's face in.
1: Yeah, but that was a basketball play. Right. I, that was yeah, him. Understand. But but this is what I mean. There are certain players that, you know, you just kind of watch and you're like, yeah, that that could be an issue. And not anymore, but Meta back in the day, you know, you think of like Dennis Rodman, back, Bill Lambeer. Back, there's certain players.
0: Meta is a perfect example.
1: There's certain players. It's like, no, no, I'm actually Ben Wallace. There's certain players that I'm, I'm actually scared of. I don't know if Patrick Beverly's that guy. I think just part of his shtick and everything yeah. else is.
0: Look, Albert Bell.
1: You, you were you throwing Could at Albert I, Bell?
0: Oh, <laughs> have I never told you my Albert Bell story? No. Oh, okay, so I'm at the All-Star Game in Pittsburgh one okay. year, covering the All-Star Game, and I was... Uh, is this bruising. one of
1: those, uh, Funches, what do you think? Is this one of those, I don't know, I know he has a story behind it, but it is also another opportunity for him to showcase another <laughs> event that he's been to that was pretty high-profile that I have not like gone a high to. A
0: high-profile person hanging out with that person, Look, like, you're very important, I, Travis. We I'm a it. big deal. I'm a big deal. We This has been established. So we're at the All-Star Game in Pittsburgh. And Albert Bell is on the American League All-Star team. And it was my job to acquire interviews for the show. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're staying in the team hotel. We're doing the show from the lobby of the team hotel. We have permission to be there. It's yep. all set up. We have players running through left and right. It's great. So Albert Bell comes down the elevator, and I see him. And it was a, a couple of months before where Rome had done an interview with Albert Bell on a Sunday night conversation. So they had a, a relationship. relationship. Yep. And so – Jim says to me, "Trav, go go get Albert," and I'm thinking, "Oh boy, Albert, this is this is a tough putt." And I'm like, "All right, I'll, I'll Can I go I'll get over Wally there. Joyner? <laughs> yeah, believe me, I would have been more comfortable asking old Walls for uh, an interview. And I go over, and he sees me coming, and his body language instantly gets uh, bad. Mm-hmm. Right? It, it's just bad body language from the second he sees me coming. And it I go is over. the body
1: language he gives you a look like, "Don't, no, I'm not doing this. Do not come up to me."
0: that exactly mm-hmm. that it, it without a single word spoken it was a whatever you're about to ask me don't save it so mm-hmm. I go over there ignore the body language and Ooh. say to him hey um Mr. Bell my name is Travis Rogers and I produce the Jim Rome show and I know that you and Jim had a conversation on ESPN a couple of weeks ago and we're, we're down here we're interviewing players for the all-star game we were, I was wondering if maybe you had five minutes to sit down and, and chat with Jim he says no and I said, "Okay, n- no big deal. M- maybe some other time." And I just all I want to do is get out of there as fast as I can. Tell
1: I, Jim I, that you went up to him and you I, asked. Yep, did up, your job.
0: And I asked, and he said no. So I said, "Great, no problem. Maybe some other time." Just that that maybe some other time. Just a way to end the conversation and walk away. He takes a step towards me. Okay, finger out, right, and not poking me in the chest, but close, close. Like, and he goes. That's the problem with guys like you. You never know when to stop asking, and enough is enough. <laughs> and I and, am and terrified because that's Albert Bell, right? He could kill me if he wanted to. And I was uh, 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 okay. And I, I just walked away as quick as I could. And I, I could not have gone in and out of that economy. It, it probably took five seconds tops. And he scarred me for life. I, when you said Albert Bell, it sent a cold shiver down my spine again because he'd... That's the problem with guys like you. Guys like me, what did I do? I just asked if you wanted to talk to you know somebody you talked to before. You know
1: what you should have done? That finger that was close to your chest but not exactly at your chest? You should have took your finger, <laughs> connected it with his finger, and said, you don't talk to me like that. You're never welcome back on the Jim Rome show.
0: I should have. I didn't, and that's probably why I'm sitting okay, here with have, today. So I didn't get. I killed. have a
1: very similar story, where it was a pretty similar result. Okay, <laughs> I was working down in San Diego at a sports radio station, and <laughs> the Lakers. Most of the years they're in Santa Barbara for training camp. Yeah, and then they the had mountains. some years. I think they were here. Um, they had one kind of out of the ordinary. Remember, they used to do Hawaii training sure. camp as well. Sure. So there was a there was an odd one where it was in San Diego, and it was at USD, University of San Diego.
0: Go Toreros!
1: And I remember um, I told uh, the program director there, I'm like, hey, Lakers are going to be in San Diego. Uh, do you mind if I go down there and I cover this thing? And he's like, all right, it's in SD. Go ahead and cover it. And I don't know who I got approval from, whatever the case is. So I go down there. I remember, too, vividly, uh, Jack Haley was down there. Remember Jack Haley, of course? Yep. Um, So I get down there. This is the first year Shaquille O'Neal is gone, gets traded. So now it's the Kobe Bryant team. You can just kind of know the vibe that's going on. Lakers are coming off losing that championship to the Pistons. Shaq gets traded. I mean, this is a transition going on. Sure. So I don't know how any of this stuff works. I see Kobe, at the, they let us in, and practice just ends. So practice just ends, they let us in, and now you see all the players kind of start walking towards, they're going to go take a seat, whatever the case is. Trav, when I tell you I have no idea what's going on, I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> I just think, okay, looks like now we have the opportunity to go talk to players. So where do I go start walking to? I walk directly to Kobe. Okay. And Kobe glances kind of at the side at me like, you are not walking up to talk to me. <laughs> And I look at Kobe like, I don't know why, but I'm continuing to walk towards you. Yes, I'm coming up to walk to you. I go, hey, Kobe, uh, just work here for the local sports radio station, 1090. Um, just want to see if you don't mind. I was going to get a couple clips uh, for the radio station. And he said, no. And I said, no, you don't mind or no, I didn't know. I swear on my life, I didn't know. I said, no, you don't mind or no as in No. He said no as a no, and I was like, okay, well, thank you for your time, and you know where I went after that? Home. There was another player. <laughs> this is perfect. There was another player over in the corner. It was Sasha's first year. Okay. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll go to Sasha. I had no idea what was going on, Trav. The guy gave me the same The look Albert Bell gave you, think of Kobe Bryant after all that unsettled and some idiot walking up to him in San Diego.
0: Yeah. It's our job this is this is the lot that we've chosen in life so those are the scary ones i have a quick funny one for you when mm-hmm. i asked somebody to do something one time same all-star game i think it was philadelphia now that i think about it not pittsburgh but anyway it doesn't matter i had to I clarify
1: go... no as in no or no as in no
0: problem <laughs> well, it's a good question You're <laughs> Which just one? doing your job as a as a journalist i see pudge rodriguez sitting on a bench mm. talking with his his family and i go over same thing hey my name's travis rogers i was wondering blah 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 and he says to me in Perfect English? No, I don't think so. I don't speak English. <laughs> and I said, "Oh, oh um okay then." Grouchy- I g- and he goes, "Yeah, no problem."
1: <laughs> Bro, that's hilarious.
0: It was, it was pretty funny. It was one of those. This is this that's is, somebody
1: that, not hiding it.
0: That's yeah, like, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. that's yeah. how you do that. No, I don't think so. I don't speak English. I could still
1: just see Funches. <laughs> Travis connecting his finger with Albert
0: Bell. <laughs> you don't talk to me like that.
1: Do you know who the hell you're talking to?
0: I produce AM radio. Who and it must have been
1: Albert Bell to? at his physical peak too.
0: Albert is a physically impressive man. He is a big, strong, powerful guy. Not
1: By the way, I, I just uh, did a little Google image here of Albert Bell. Yeah, he looks a little different. Is
0: when he you heavy? Get,
1: When you get a second, why don't you just throw that into the old Google images and uh, take a look. We do that during the break.
0: It's funny, when you get into this stuff, you never really know exactly how it's gonna go and how it's gonna shake out, but those are the stories that you remember forever, right? Going up to Kobe and saying no as in no or no is in no problem. I walked that, a- that you're you're I- gonna be eighty and you're gonna remember that. I
1: walked away saying, uh, this Sliwa, you know what, you gave it a shot. This isn't the field for you. Why don't you maybe take up that offer your dad gave you about starting a mechanic shop? <laughs> <laughs>
0: So speaking of uh, what you would do with your money if you had fifty thousand, this is from our pal Eric, and it says sixteen-year-old Slewa would buy a nice certified used Mercury Sable with a huge forty-one on the door for Eldon Campbell with his fifty k. <laughs> Are you a Mercury Sable guy, sleep? Uh,
1: That's That was the game plan. That's what I presented to my family, and they said, uh, not going to happen.
0: That is too good. We He's ended up with one.
1: Vlade. Vlade's number <laughs> instead of Eldon. <laughs> <laughs>
0: This is from TFP. The all-star jerseys look like they had 12 seconds to design them out of scrap patches left at the factory. <laughs> hey, guys, um, here you know, it's called, You know it's like that TV show Chopped where they give you, like, all these random ingredients and say, make a meal. This just dropped all these on some seamstress and said, can you turn these into all-star uniforms? Even, though, can come up even with? though
1: I don't think they're as bad, they're bad. But they're not as bad as you have made them out to be. They literally look like they were not finished. Like they said, okay, let's just save the file. Let's come back tomorrow. And the dude hit print instead of save. And then they had already 100 jerseys are like we got to just we got to roll with this
0: too good espn radio is presented by progressive insurance and all guests on the show appear via the goodyear hotline here's one more from todd always like seeing a new name todd writes they were made out of one of those self service kiosk boarding pass printers thank you for flying southwest your destination is stl <laughs> yeah there you go. See, so you can tell me any publicity is good publicity all you want, but when there is a an infinite line of people ready to kick you in the I'm buying you a Dodger one. I'm suck.
1: buying you a Dodger one and the Contella's, is that what they call it The hot dogs, Papa Contella yeah, or
0: whatever yeah, it Papa is. Yeah, Papa
1: Contella's. I'm buying you both of those.
0: All right, we're getting into the Clippers. Can they pull it out of a hole? Oh, two again. Can they find a and way And Trey to do Young. I want to talk Trey and, Young, too. Absolutely. What a show last night that was. That's coming up next. It's Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN.
2: must be 21 plus plus present president select states gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER terms and conditions apply see app for details
0: ESPN radio is presented by progressive insurance cars homes boats motorcycles rvs and more at progressive.com so you know we haven't spent a ton of time sleep talking about what's going on in the eastern conference other than you know who's alive and who's out but Trey Young is yeah. very quickly becoming must-watch TV. Even if you don't give a rip about the Atlanta Hawks, and I think most people out here probably do not, but if you love basketball, if you love great performances, what what a show that guy's been putting on!
1: Well, you remember in the preseason when I called Hawks in the Eastern Conference Finals? Go back, just go back and listen to the tape. No, um, I remember, I don't need to go. Back. Yeah, there's no need to. Uh, big time, uh, he's big time, Trav. I mean, I, listen, there we can have an appreciation for certain players and. I tweeted this out yesterday. Dude's 22 years old. Let let me, I know we're going to talk a little bit about the Clippers, but this is a perfect example, okay? Clippers got the Suns tonight. Game two, Clippers and the Suns. Paul George has been in the league for a long time, right? Who is having a pretty good game. He's not efficient, but he was hitting some big shots towards the end of the game. Steps up to the free throw line. He misses two straight free throws when they're up by one. Trey Young's 22, just beat the Philadelphia 76ers. This is it's the same really. dude that in the series against the New York Knicks at the Madison Square Garden that they say it's the, you know, the the greatest greatest place to play whatever the 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 MSG is uh, is called bowed to the crowd and told them, "Thank you for being here. The show is over. You can now go home." <laughs> Stepped up yesterday against the Milwaukee Bucks in the same situation Paul George was in, hit four free throws. Remember he hit two, put them up by 3. Then Giannis gets fouled, hits two free throws, back to Trey Young, hits two more, puts him up by three. The guy does not care about the moment, and he's only 22 years old. Um, uh, amazing what Trey Young is doing. And if you'd have told me that you and I would have a conversation about Trey Young and Luka in that draft, and that Trey Young's in the same conversation as Luka, uh, I'd have told you, you you were crazy a month ago. Now I'm looking at it completely differently.
0: I still think you're crazy. Not as crazy, but I still think that if we're talking about – because those two guys go in the same – by the way, DeAndre Ayton went number one in that draft. Yeah. Right? And Michael Porter Jr. was in that draft. Michael Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Shea yep. Gilgis-Alexander. I mean, the draft is going to be one of those drafts that you look back at and say, oh, my goodness, you know, how many teams blew this with this many good players yeah. in it. But Luka is still that guy, right? That Luka is still the guy that you take number one over. If we redo that draft a hundred times, Luca goes goes number one a hundred times. Trey Young's right on his heels for sure, but it's still Luca. I, I know that Trey is doing amazing things right now, but let's not forget what Luca has done on a team that isn't very good.
1: So let me play it the other way here. And if the question is, would you rather have Trey or Luca? I'd rather have Luca. So let me yeah. be very clear about that. Who do the Hawks have? You yeah. were making the argument yesterday. You were trying to, you know, you were telling LZ and and uh, you were telling LZ and I that. Who the hell do the Hawks have? Is, is their second-best player Begdanovich? Is, Gallinar- yeah. is it Gallinari? Is it Capella? Is it Herter? Like, nobody's talking about these guys as being no. a second-best player. No. Trey Young is doing this virtually on his own. He put up 48 yesterday against one of the best defenders in the NBA in Drew Holiday, Giannis Atentokounmpo, Chris Middleton, the Milwaukee Bucks. Put up 48 and had 11. 48 and 11 assists.
0: Amazing. Just an amazing performance. And you know what? As I'm watching it, I'm going to bring this back to the Lakers here. I'm thinking to myself, this is the NBA, both the present and the future of it, at least over the next five, eight years, right? These guys that are shooters to a distance. The Steph is, Curry product. Th- th- yeah, the, the 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 next evolution of Steph Curry, yep. right? That Steph was the the prototype, and yep. now we're starting to see the refinements in this. You're starting to see guys that can do this. And then take it to a whole nother level with a guy like Luca who's six foot eight. Sure. Right? Steph Steph's a regular size guy. Trey Young's a regular size guy. And then you get Luca who's giant like that but can do all of these same things. You look at Trey Young. You look at Devin Booker you look at these guys that can that are instant offense by themselves Kevin Durant falls into this category too the Lakers don't have that guy they've got great players Anthony Davis is a great player yep. and if you if he's the centerpiece of your organization moving forward you're in a really good spot but he needs other complementary pieces to get going and he's his dependent best. on somebody else yeah yep yeah and and Trey Young I mean look at like you just said Look around. He's not dependent on anybody else. Mm-hmm. There is, I mean, I, those guys are playing well. Don't get me wrong, but if if Trey Young went down the way that Kawhi Leonard went down or the way that Anthony Davis went down or the way that uh, Kyrie Irving went down, that team not that team probably loses four games in a row in the playoffs and see you later. But that's how no important he No question about it. That. He does everything. Mm-hmm. The Lakers don't have one of those guys that can just – LeBron was that guy. I don't know if he still is. But do they have one of those guys that I'm deadly to 30 feet – I can I can get this going on my own. I can get other people going, but I don't have to. I can do it by myself.
1: So this will be the conversation probably in 2 years, right? It, LeBron's contract's got 2 more years left. This is the you know what Trey Young is Trey Trey Young is the that's the post conversation of when it's Anthony Davis's team. Right? Mm-hmm. When it's AD's team, you're pretty much saying, "Okay, you got to have somebody on par with AD." that compliments Anthony Davis, and I'm not saying it's Trey Young, but you know, one of those things that I think you got to keep in mind if you're a Laker fan, watch players like this and see how they do with their team because Donovan Mitchell might think, hey, you know what, I still got a chance to win in Utah. Devin Booker has a chance to make it to the NBA Finals. Trey Young, we're seeing it. Luka will get whatever he wants in Dallas. But Trav, the Lakers have been opportunistic when good players – can't succeed with a small market team that they're with and right now we're actually watching some players succeed in small markets give them credit for what's happening but it does kind of make you think of that kind of next evolution for the Lakers when that time comes
0: yeah well and think about it too because the Lakers are kind of unique in this regard the Lakers have had Two paths to their greatness. You can draft a player like Magic Johnson, and you're on your way. Yep. You can draft a player like Kobe Bryant and have him for 20 years and have him be the backbone of your team, and that's a great way to do it. They took Kareem from Milwaukee. They took Shaq from Orlando. Took Powell from Memphis. They took Powell from Memphis. They took Anthony Davis out of New Orleans. They got LeBron from Cleveland. They get their best players from other places a lot of the time. And the pressure that you just described, if I'm Atlanta – I'm looking at this. We got to close the show. We got to close the show because then they can't say the Lakers can't say, "Hey, listen, you're you never going to yeah. win there. You're never going to win there. Come on over here. We know how to do this. We know how to take those last couple of steps. With you, we're going to do this with you. Dallas is probably Dallas is probably terrified because he's Luca's probably looking at Young and saying, "You can't get me a Bogdanovich and a Gallinari and a Capella. You really can't do that. Really." Just, just get me a couple of those guys, and we can go do it. Giannis in Milwaukee. All of these guys that are looking in these small markets. Devin Booker in Phoenix, right? But, you, I, but I like this. Saying, but,
1: but, Trav, I like this. I like. You know what I like about it? And I've said this before. And this is the kind of the predicament Luca's in right now with the Dallas Mavericks. You got to put pressure on your organization, your franchise. Giannis did it in the offseason. Giannis kind of waited on signing that big deal. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not telling you that Drew Holiday is the answer but that's a a, a piece that definitely helps them. I like when these players, you know, sometimes people say, well, players got too much control. What are you talking about players have too much control? They should use any leverage that they have because you know what every franchise is going to do? They're going to use the leverage that they have over you. So players, using players as an example, if you're a good player, a great player, a franchise player, and you're in a small market, Anthony Davis is a perfect example of this. If Anthony Davis won a championship or was getting to the Western Conference Finals every year, making it to the finals, he probably doesn't leave New Orleans. He probably doesn't. He probably says, hey, I got a chance to actually win here. That wasn't the case. Maybe Kevin Durant's a good example, too, where he kind of took his own and said, I'm going to go to the Golden State Warriors. You have to put pressure on your franchise. If they don't deliver, it's not the player's fault that he decided to choose a different location.
0: Where does Trey Young fall? And we'll open this up to the, the listeners, too. Eight seven 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 ten espn on guys that you just, hey, look, he's on, you're flipping channels. Ooh, Hawks, Trey Young, I'm going to stop and watch this because that's a really different test than a lot of things, right? You can flip through. I know Jamal Murray's a great player. I know that Jokic is a great player, but I'm not really stopping on a Nuggets game unless it's they're playing the Lakers or it's a playoff game or something like that. But Trey Young has entered that Luka category, entered yeah. that KD category where, hey, I'm just going to stop and see what this guy's got going because he may do something that's going to blow your mind.
1: You know, I, okay. So you ask, where is he? Right when we finished the show yesterday, I'm like, I, I gotta watch Trey. Yeah, I I, I want to watch Trey. Um, he had some highlights yesterday, throwing the ball off the backboard to John Collins. <laughs> yeah. All right, Amazing. coming off, uh, coming off some crossover he did on Drew Holiday it looked like Drew Holiday was on the other side of the floor, and then he just stood there for four seconds waiting for another player to come guard him. shimmied for a quick second, <laughs> Trav. That's not just you're delivering, you're doing it with some, there's some swag to that, yeah. that just as a fan, you're like, damn, that looks good. You know, I, I, I say this, you know, we say must-watch must, play, must watch players, um, and some people maybe don't like that swag. Some people probably don't like the, let me use as a good example, Tatis, right? Like uh-huh. Fernando Tatis Jr., there, there are certain things that he does that some people might not like in baseball, but you know what? You might be going out of your way to watch him. Um, you saw yesterday Bauer on a couple strikeouts does the McGregor, McGregor walk.
0: Strike.
1: Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm kind of looking at him like, that's
0: kind of... It's, uh, it's great. I
1: kind of like watching that, right? Like, yeah. There's certain things that certain players do that whether you like it or you don't, you, you have your eye on him. I think Trey Young, everybody has their eye on Trey Young right now.
0: You kind of hit on this with talking about with the garden factor through all of this, but... <laughs> There's something about that guy, and, and I swear, I swear I'm not doing this to set up another run of Paul George, but Paul George is the perfect example okay. here. There is not one ounce of, hey, what if this goes bad? Hey, what what are they going to say? Hey, you know, this is kind of a big moment. Trey Young is just out there letting it go. Go. Just absolutely. You, you think he's too young to know? Moment? Like, do, do you think? No, man. He's, been, he's young by NBA standards. He's an athlete, man. He's been he's been competing against guys that are really good for a really long time. And he knows what pressure is. Maybe not NBA pressure, but he knows college pressure, high school pressure, AAU pressure. He knows what pressure what is. I, what I'm talking and about is He just this, doesn't give a damn.
1: What I'm talking about is this. Sometimes when you've never been in that moment before, um, you've never been in this predicament before. I'm just using the um, – They're in the Eastern Conference Finals right now. Nobody's expecting them to win. Nobody thought they'd get past Philly. Paul George has been there before. He's gone through a lot of these moments before. They have mounted on his back. He gave himself a nickname that he didn't live up to. Every game that he plays, we're all watching him. I wonder if Trey Young is doing what he's doing because he's going to do this throughout his career, or he's just incredibly young and doesn't even know what's going on.
0: Keep it up, Trey. I absolutely love it. All right. Really excited to do this next. I'm I'm sure you guys all remember when we were asking for submissions for you to nominate a local youth coach for an honorary ESPY award. We're going to have one of those nominees join us next. Dave Nichols from Your Belinda. We're going to get to talk to him. That's coming up on Travis and Slee on 710 ESPN.
2: Mm. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better.
0: Ooh, this one's got some beat.
2: Can
1: you see, Chris, like a couple, like right now he has tracks for the next three, four days, like he's actually getting into it. First first it started as, let me just play this at 10.30 because Jokic just won MVP, and now it's, this is really good music. Now he really, really enjoys the music.
0: There's probably the Serbian musicians are, are at home going, Why are we getting downloaded from this one guy in California? Like why? What? What? What is happening out there that our music? We're blowing is up! I told you. Blowing up!
1: I told you we're blowing up out there.
0: <laughs> you know they're in there. Hey, you know where we're huge la in the in in the uh in the sports radio scene they can't get enough there's of us. an
1: am radio station in downtown <laughs> la won't stop playing our music
0: they can't get enough of us we're huge there <laughs> all right very quickly before we get to our uh, sp nominee this is kind of the end of the line for the for the clips, isn't it Slee? they they, if they lose tonight that that that's a wrap i mean it seems so obvious to say it but they've been down 2-0 before um I don't want to throw too much dirt on him right now because we've seen him come out of it twice, but this feels different. It
1: feels different because uh, Kawhi's not there, obviously, but granted, Kawhi wasn't there. Kawhi was there when they were down 0-2 in the first two rounds. Where Kawhi wasn't there was games 5 and 6 against the Utah Jazz, and the Clippers found a way behind Paul George and Terrence Mann and Patrick Beverly and some of these other guys um, to get out of it. Why this is different? the clippers or the phoenix suns it's reported will get back chris paul or that's unless something happens here in uh in tonight's game and i think like you mentioned earlier the fact that Kawhi wouldn't be there potentially for all these games or the rest of the series i would i would be shocked if clippers found a way to come back and win the series yeah I, they got to have put it this way if they are kawhi has got to be there and and okay. nobody has any answer on 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 that
0: I think I agree with you, but let me just put this out there. Mm-hmm. They should have won the last game. Why wasn't there for that. The game won. The Suns won it, and and they should have, but it wasn't a blowout. It's not like the Clippers didn't have a chance to win that game. The, the, the Clippers were in game one for most of it. Now, getting Chris Paul back obviously tilts it even more towards the, the Suns, but I, I'm not going with no chance. I'm going with a slim chance because, look, Terrence Mann has another game like he did in game six. Clippers are in. Well, there. And, and Reggie Jackson can have shots. A, Clippers have
1: a there. style, Trav, where you shouldn't count them out. Right? Because they're it's it's not like first of all, they got an incredible amount of depth. They're grinding, they're gritty. Like their style of basketball is not one of those styles where you feel like, oh, they're just giving up. No, no. They never feel like they're out of a game. So I, I get that case, but I would just at this at this point be shocked if the Clippers you know, made this a seven-game series or something along those lines based upon just the way things have played out so far.
0: It feels weird, too, because you, you forget almost right away. You forget almost right away because of the way that the game ended, because two, two things happened. Yeah, Paul George missed the free throws, mm-hmm. which was kind of like yay, 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 and then you had a one-in-a-hundred basket, right? that You run that play a hundred times, you probably – maybe twice you make it out of a hundred times. They got it done. So it felt so clippery. Like, that's how it got away from them. You needed two things that never happened to happen back-to-back for you to win the game by one point, and they did. So it's like, oh, yeah, it's the clip. But keep in mind, they were behind that entire game. Sure, They they were incredibly they resilient. They actually
1: were about to steal the game.
0: Yes. Right? Yep. Yes, they were about to be the team that shouldn't have had the game, mm-hmm. that had it, and now they're on the right side of this thing. They're feeling pretty good about it. I, I get that it feels... Super lopsided, but if I'm Tai Lu, I'm singing that song to my guys. A, we've been down this road twice before, and we've come out on the other side. You guys know how to do this. B, we are not those guys that clipper over and over and over again. We're the guys that come back when nobody expects us to come back. They're, I'm singing that song.
1: They're writing their own script, um, and this is different because you know expectations are different. When we say they clippered, typically what I mean by that is they were expected to win a game— they were expected to win a series. Mm-hmm. They blew a 3-1 series lead. They got, you know, big-time players like they did back in the days with Chris Paul or or uh, Blake Griffin or the Kawhi Paul George last year. That's what I typically mean by that. You said something I thought that was interesting. So when they were down 0-2 to the Utah Jazz, they came back and won two games in a row. And then Kawhi Leonard's out. Then they came back and won two more after that. Right. All they really have to do is win tonight. And make make things interesting, and 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 that's not out of the ordinary, especially because they're going to be playing here in LA Live. But I think you also got the Phoenix Suns that think in their head: we grabbed two from the Clippers without Chris Paul, and Paul is coming back. We can bury the Clippers tonight. That will be their focus.
0: Well, and here's the thing too: that the the, the Suns are feeding on momentum right now. they mm-hmm. won nine in a row. That doesn't happen in the playoffs. You're not supposed to go on a 9 That's game That's right.
1: They've won the 9 games in a row. Yeah. They, they, they won the they, last 3 to the Lakers. Yep. 4, four in a row. and then 2. Wow.
0: Yeah, no, they're they are as hot as you can be. Mm-hmm. Right? 9 in a row. All it takes is for one thing to go wrong and then you start thinking, "Hey, has the has the luck changed? Hey, you know, what what why why didn't it happen this time? It always happens, it always goes our way." And especially if Paul comes back and you still can't find a way to put that in there and now it's 2-1 because to your point, you give those guys a little life. They they have proven that if they get a little bit of life, they're a dangerous team.
1: They have uh they have benefited. I'm not trying to take anything away from the Suns, but let's just let's just be obvious here. They've benefited. Anthony Davis missed two and a half games. Uh Jamal Murray was out for the entire series, and now Kawhi Leonard. So they have benefited, but that's part of sports, and sometimes you benefit from it, sometimes it hurts you. Lakers would hurt them. It's benefiting the Suns right now.
0: All right. So for the last uh, several days, we've been asking for nominations for a honorary ESPY award from local uh, youth coaches about guys that have been involved in the community, women that have been involved in the community and the impacts that they've had. Uh, we get a great opportunity here to speak with Dave Nichols, who is a softball coach from Yorba Linda. He was nominated by Eddie Yerkish. Dave, thanks for coming on. Appreciate it.
3: You're welcome. Good morning, Travis. Good morning, Alan. Appreciate the opportunity to talk to you guys.
0: Thank you, man. Yeah, so so let's start right here, Dave. What what did it mean to you when you heard that you were nominated by for, for this award by Eddie that he realized what you've been doing in the community for as long as you have and working with these young women and making sure that their athletic careers are taken care of, making sure that their academics are taken care of? What did it mean to hear that somebody it, it impacted them like that?
3: And you know, I'd, I'd tell you, what completely humbled um, you know us coaches and volunteers, uh, whatever sport that we're in. Uh, we do it for the reasons for the girls, their families. Uh, we certainly don't do it for, for recognition. Um, so completely humbled by the, uh, the nomination by, uh, by Eddie Yerkish.
1: Dave, I, I'm curious, you know, I, and I know it's softball that you're coaching, but for such a young age and it's such a great opportunity to not just teach them about the softball side of things, how much is your time about the kind of philosophy of teamwork, um, uh, getting into a routine, hard work. We we try to apply the sports side to it, but how about the real life part that that comes into play? You
3: know, and, and that's where the the impact uh, it comes from. You get an opportunity to to meet these girls, to to meet their families, and really impress upon them that uh, the wins, the the successes on the field are great, but really the the life lessons that you can teach these young ladies each and every day. Um, of teamwork and character and, and teaching and, and just providing that positive environment for these young ladies. Um, it, that's what it's all about. And, and those lessons that academics are, are more important than the softball field um, and that uh, those types of things and their futures that they can look to. Um, that's the hope that I'm trying to establish within our particular team. I'm sure hundreds and thousands of coaches are uh, are doing the same thing out there.
0: We're speaking with Dave Nichols. He was nominated for an honorary ESPY award by Eddie Yerkes for his work in the Yorba Linda area with some girls softball. And uh, Dave, I, I told Slee this story the other day for, I, I have a son that's playing high school baseball right now. And it just kind of reminded me of how much fun I had playing high school baseball. And I reached out to my high school baseball coach. I haven't talked to him in you a know, hundred years, but we got on the phone together and, and it was so great. And, and like you said, We weren't talking about a game where this guy made this play or this player made this pitch. It was just about all the things he used to say to me and all the things he used to say to the team. And when you're doing those things, do 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 they resonate in your head? Like do you the hope and and think that you know what? I hope that ten years, five years, twenty five years from now, these things are still knocking around in these girls' heads and they still remember what I told them.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's the joy that comes from this, that it's not the day to day practices and the interaction that you have with these girls. It's realizing that that you can have an impact on them for not just today, but but for their futures, and and I'm really looking forward to those same kind of conversations from from some of these young ladies that that they can call their coach in, in ten, fifteen, twenty years, and and just talk about some of the impacts that uh, that I have made on them. So it's uh it's definitely a positive environment, good stuff for for everybody.
1: Dave, um, final one from me. Um, your motivation. You know, you here you are a volunteer, and obviously you're doing some some great things. Uh, what does it just mean to you personally when you do go home and you know that you can have impact on others' lives besides just what they're doing on the softball field? What does it mean to you?
3: No, it, it, honestly, it, it means the world to me, and, and I, I truly can compare it to a privilege um, that we coaches have to leave that impact on, on young lives. Um, so much today, uh, certainly the last year, has been challenging with COVID, um, but these young uh, ladies and young men, they all need hope. Um, and in this world sometimes that has some instability, um, youth force is that hope that a lot of these kids uh, can have. And so realizing that, uh, that I can have an impact in a positive way um, for these young people, um, that makes it all worth it.
0: All right, one last quick one for you, Dave, before we let you go. Um, this is my—I I ask all of my baseball, softball people the same question: Are we a small ball team on the Bat Busters? Or are we an elevate and celebrate squad?
3: No, uh, my <laughs> my particular team is small ball. Uh, we have fast, young, talented young ladies that love to play small ball. Um, so we're a scrapping team, and uh, that's what I love about them.
0: There you go. That is Dave Nichols from Yorba Linda. Dave, congratulations and continue the great work. Uh, I know that Eddie Yurkish, who nominated you, very proud of you, and I'm sure everybody else in the community is thrilled to hear that you got this nomination. Congratulations.
1: Great, guys. Thank you very much. Thank you, Dave. Appreciate
0: it. You got it. Yeah, you know... You never know. Maybe he had a bunch of thirteen-year-old sluggers that like to, you know, elevate and celebrate, and knock home runs, and let, let's put up crooked numbers. You never I thought knows. you were like,
1: going to get into more of the weeds there and really just kind of start talking about strategy. What's the record look like? And <laughs> you know,
0: you never know. You trying never to win know. some games
1: here. That's why I, I thought you were going to take that approach. I think I thought you were going to go all X's and O's.
0: ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance and guests on the show appear via the Goodyear hotline. All right, Slee, open your window because you're never going to have to leave your house ever to get food again. It's Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN.
2: Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business.
0: That's on you, Slee. You're the one that asked for more bang in your summer, bro. It's good. <laughs> so it comes it. out
2: of nowhere.
1: <laughs> he did it one time, and uh, apparently Taylor's your son.
0: Yeah, I don't. I, do, do we sound alike, Slee? Do Taylor and I have a similar sound? Taylor,
1: how how tall are you?
0: Six five.
1: How tall are you, Trav? Six three. Yeah, this is in the family, and there is kind <laughs> of a there's a little. Taylor's voice is a little. You know, it's not that far off.
0: So, in other words, he sounds really, really good. That's what, that's what we're getting at is that it's Taylor okay. just has a mellifluous, nice, soothing sound is what we're getting at. I'm going to take it. There
1: it's average. I, I wouldn't hype it up that much, Travis. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. So, Slee, um, here it is. This is from Forbes. California-based chicken chain, El Pollo Loco, is going for first mover status as it announced today the launch of its drone delivery test starting June 24th. That would be today. Mm -hmm. El Pollo Loco is partnering with Tel Aviv-based drone startup Flytrex for the test, which will start in Southern California. During the pilot, a select number of the chain's local rewards members in that market will, will be surprised with one of the first deliveries on what has been called the Air Loco drone. The drone is outfitted with fastened delivery box to keep orders intact while the food itself is served in El Pollo Loco's new Thermo-to-Go packaging. Orders are lowered by a wire release mechanism from 80 feet. So you can now get your tostado pole yeah. delivered to your door via drone. You in?
1: Or you could just be walking on the street and have a tostado fall on your head. That could also <laughs> happen. Um... <laughs>
0: By the way, that's I, I believe if as far as things falling out of the sky and landing on me go, tostada'd be pretty good because at least some of it would land on your shoulders and you could eat it, right? It's Oop, one way like to look at it. One way to look at it. Sour cream and. By the beans.
1: way, I'm not against this. I'm not against it. Even though I'm not one to, I, I don't use a lot of these food delivery services. I don't Those use them that much. Yeah, I, I so. mostly just go get what I need. Okay. But that's more because I'm impatient.
0: Uh-huh. But so lower the time.
1: This is just a perfect example of how, what's it going to be 20 years from now? I mean, we're not, we're literally not, not, not going to need to get off our couch. Like Great. the laziness that the technology is putting us all in, which I'm not against. Let me go back to that. I'm not against it. But it is pretty incredible. It's like you don't even need to walk out of your door to get into a vehicle that will drive you to a location where you exert zero energy. We will now bring that service to you through a drone.
0: Have you ever seen Wally, e that Disney Pixar movie? Wally? Yeah, yeah. Okay, the, we're, we're there, right? Where, remember yeah. in wall you just float around in that giant recliner up in space, and you want something, you hit the button, right? and then it just appears right before you, and everyone has been so fat and lazy that their limbs have atrophied, and they can't walk or do it, so they just float around, and they fall down, and they can't get up. That's basically where we are, because you understand what this is, basically. This is... You take your phone, Mm -hmm. you hit a button, and fast food will drop out of the sky into your lap. (laughs) It's a pretty awesome world we live in. I'm going to find myself
1: one time trying to cross the street here in LA Live, and I'm walking to Staples Center for a Lakers game, and a chicken thigh and some beans are going to land on my shoulder.
0: Chicken thighs are good. Can't overcook a chicken thigh.
1: Trav, how come every time I say something's going (laughs) to fall and hit you, you're like, that's not a bad dish? I understand that. I'm just saying I don't want it.
0: Breasts can get dry and overcooked. No, thighs are are the best part. Yeah, that's the best part. Thighs, you can leave them on the grill forever. They never get overcooked, and the skin (laughs) gets nice and crispy. There's a lot of meat on a thigh. Okay, is
1: this something, is it, be completely honest. So I've told you I don't use these services too often. Uh Is this something you're using? Are you sitting at home and having the drone delivery?
0: Ah uh, no. I, well, put it to you this way. I'm not an early adopter, right? I'm not going to be the first guy to get my chimichanga droned to my house. Okay, <laughs> I, I I can wait on that. But what, <laughs> once they've perfected aerial delivery of chimichangas, yeah, I mean, I I'll I'll get in once you to it's to tip the it's, drone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess I guess not. Here here's the other. There's two things I like. Number one. When I go for a walk, when you know you and I go for our workouts yeah. and yep. we go for a walk, I'm going to take like a broom or a wiffle ball bat because if I see one of these things buzzing over the top, I'm going to try and knock it out of the air and get somebody else's tostada. And I'm just ooh ooh, it's an air loco machine, and start swatting at it. It's like a pinata.
1: Trav's not doing the show. What do you mean he's not doing the show? <laughs> he took down an El Pollo Loco drone and he <laughs> ate somebody else's food. Okay, well at least we know he said that leading up to this.
0: Yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to move. oh, you know what I'm going to use. I'm gonna use a pool skimmer. With that the long telescopic thing with the net on the end. That's, that's a good just idea. Hook it out of the air. No. Go.
1: go on your walks in the middle of a park with uh with that. That that, what, that that will look very normal.
0: What's up with the pool skimmer? Um, you know, drone this is the, this is drone territory. Gonna make sure I get my uh tostada done here. It is a birthday in the dump, Slee, that I cannot wait to get to. We're doing it next. The dump. Travis and Slee, seven ten, ESPN. I'm not going to lie, Slee. Today might be the best dump that we've had on the show. There's a lot of good stuff. You what ready? You got? Yeah. It is a happy 36th birthday today to Taj Gibson. Yes. Your, your guy, Taj Gibson. That's what I'm freaking talking about. Years old today. It's got to be a special moment for you. Spent
1: the entire season talking about Taj Gibson's box <laughs> score, and now we get to congratulate him. A happy birthday to Taj Gibson.
0: I guarantee you we're the only ones that aren't He's 36 members. years old? 136. Let me yeah. tell you
1: something. Taj Gibson literally was drafted the same year as Hakeem Olajuwon. They came in <laughs> together.
0: It seems like he was only yesterday he was at USC. He was at USC for 14 years, too. Don't forget that. He was he was a longtime member of the Trojan basketball program as well. And it's also another birthday today. Okay, who do a we happy, have? A happy 34th birthday to soccer megastar Lionel Messi.
1: Awesome. Next one.
0: <laughs> so I just can kind of picture him waking up in the morning. Mom, mom, that's my birthday. Mom, it's Messi's birthday! Yay! We have any other bu- birthdays, Funches? And, and she says, "Now, Messi, <laughs> take it easy. We don't want to get too worked up early in the morning. You have a very big day. I want to go and eat my cake, and I want to open the presents, and I want to see my friends. Taylor,
1: do and you I want hear to go the go disrespect to here?
0: And I want to go, and I want Funches. One to of the greatest
1: cake. athletes in Mom, the world. Mom, Mom, and this is the voice that Travis has given. What would okay. you do for Cristiano Ronaldo?
0: Hey, what's up? hola i don't have any oh, i don't speak portuguese what are you so uh, i don't know what that is a biker is. in orange county
1: what was that <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what, you, uh, i don't know food? any
0: portuguese so i don't know what he would say but it, it, would, it would come out like this hey you ever seen my statue he said Ola. don't don't drink any uh don't drink any coke just drink water yeah no. but i like coke I like it. It tastes good, and I want it. And I want a bologna sandwich, and I want orange slices. It's my birthday, and I get whatever I want. Yay! Now, Messi, take it easy. I think I'll Mrs. never, Messi I'll never look at Messi the
1: same. The I'll never look at Messi the same.
0: How about this? June twenty fourth, nineteen ninety eight. Another guy we talk about on this show pretty regularly. Yep. Michael Olowokandi, the number one draft pick for your Los Angeles Clippers, Lee. The number one your. pick in the draft. The Michael Olawakandy.
1: I got to look here. I, I don't know. Do you remember right out the gate um, who were some of those other – okay, so we got Mike Bibby here. Vince Carter was taken. He was uh, pretty good. Fifth. Uh-huh. Uh, one guy, he had a pretty good career. Dirk Nowitzki, also you ever heard decent. of him? Yeah, he had a good career. Uh, Paul Pierce went 10th. I'd yeah, still take right. Oluwakandi over him. <laughs> um, yeah, so those were some of the names that went, and the Clippers took –
0: there I, I will never forget seeing him. He was at the he was a UOP. Oh yeah, that's right. You told me that. Big West, Big West against Santa Barbara's in the Big West at the time and with Pacific and Michael Oluwakandi comes in you're like this is the guy that they're going to take number one Th- you, this guy. You, right you
1: here. said a real story and you were being honest with me. This was maybe a couple months ago when we did this. You said that you honestly thought, "Okay, maybe there's a different person."
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe they have two Michael Olukaandis. Yeah. Maybe they have two guys with the same name. This this can't be the guy. There's no way. So that was that's why when the Clippers clipper. You can always pull up uh, Michael Oliva Candy again. Today is a happy birthday as well to um, Minka Kelly. You may remember her from uh, Friday Night Lights yes, or sir. some of her other film. Uh, I don't know about you, Sleep, I'm a pretty big Minka Kelly fan.
1: I uh, I'm a I'm a fan myself. Um, her acting is amazing.
0: Sure. And Number five on Derek Jeter's list. Yeah, Derek Jeter's Derek Lee Jeter has lived a really nice life. We were talking about living the what life a loser. Of the, uh, a, a famous TV person, Derek Jeter might. Yeah, be that's the, a good last choice. He he seems to be kind of winning life, and as that goes, um, it is also on this day. Do you remember this? John Isner and Nicholas Mahout played a eleven hour five minute match at Wimbledon. It is took them
1: is Isner to that it. six? He's a giant. Eight, like six nine, ten. six, nine. Okay, yeah, something like that. Yeah, huge. I do remember that.
0: I remember having it on in the background.
1: What do you mean really eleven cool. hours? What,
0: what, what eleven hours? They started, and then it got dark because Wilmington doesn't have lights. So then they came back the next day, oh and they gosh. still couldn't finish it. It had to come back a third day and do it again. Yeah. It was the only time, you know, you're on Twitter the way that I'm on Twitter, and you're mm-hmm. kind of observing the whatever you're watching on TV. Is. it's going. Twitter tennis blew up. Like, I'm sure that there's a pocket of Twitter that's talking about tennis all the time, but yeah. it's the first time ever where t- tennis was the topic everywhere.
1: Do you uh, by the way get into any of those uh, US Open, Wimbledon? You get into any of that stuff? I
0: like Wimbledon and the US Open. Those mm-hmm. are fun to watch. Yeah, I like those cuz usually the best players are involved in it. Also, today is National Bomb Pop Day, Slee. The number one oh, that's treat right. from your we were local talking ice about that. Man. Today, we should, we should go out and have celebratory bomb pops. What do you think?
1: Was that your number one choice? Oh yeah. That yeah, was your time. number one choice. Every. Over the ice cream sandwich?
0: Yeah, the ice cream sandwich is really good, but the bomb pop is so cold and icy. Yeah. You get like three treats in one. You get three different no, that's flavors. Solid.
1: No, that's that's a that's a good pick right there.
0: If you want the podcast, how do you find it, Sleek?
1: ESPN app or on iTunes. Just search Travis and Sleewa. Get every show that we do five days a week, Monday through Friday, uh, ESPN app or on iTunes.
0: All right, so Slee and I will be back tomorrow morning, 855. We'll be talking about the Clippers trying to fight out of a 3-0 hole, which, yeah, good luck with that. Or... The Clippers did it again and kind of evened it up. Travis and Slee, tomorrow morning at 8.55, the Friday edition. We'll see you then.